I don't wanna go to work. I just wanna chill and play all day. Look him dead in the face and say, I wish I could just be still asleep while you work. Welcome to season four of the Jobs Glow podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Haas, here once again to share inspiring stories about getting ahead. This week's show is called Hometown Pride with Jason Jaylady Fox Epperly. Welcome back to, I should say, back to the show, Jason. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Yeah, and as I, we were talking before, it's been almost three years to the day that you were on the podcast. And the we were talking time. about your life pursuing your dream of living in drag, right? Being a drag queen. Pretty much. Some things have changed, but a lot of things are the same. Okay. <laughs> and just to reset with the audience, how many years have you been performing in drag? Now it's coming up at 28. Wow. And you also have side jobs. You don't solely support yourself being a drag queen. I mean, I did before COVID. Okay. You know, I, you know that changed a lot of things. And I did it four or five days a week. It was nice, but it's also nice to have a little break. There's so much that goes into it that people don't realize. They see it on TV or see it in the shows and movies. Like, do you have any idea how much really goes into that? <laughs> so when you say so much goes into it, is it so much from the perspective of hair and makeup or is it so much like from an emotional and like turning on that personality? A little of both, but more just the preparation. And like, I'm an entertainer that thinks like everything that I want to give on stage or entertainment has something behind it and has some kind of meaning and has some kind of, you know, creative injected into it. And so, um, you know, it just gets draining after a while. I don't know if you've heard the, this new hashtag. I don't know who started it, but it's booked and blessed. <laughs> well, I can imagine that's probably more popular of a hashtag in the world you live in. Yeah. I, I do like that. But I also have to say, when I think about what it takes to sit behind an office desk every day, five days a week. I would much rather be doing something I love. Yes, I can imagine it takes a lot, but at the end of the day, you're truly doing something you're passionate about. So always good. Yeah. Well, you're here at a good time because there's a lot going on in the world, especially as it applies to the LGBTQIA community with the laws in Florida, the don't say gay, the what's going on in Texas with the drag brunches, which I think is also going on in Florida and you know what the trans community is up against. So we have a lot to talk about. But before we start, I wanted to open with the quote that I came up with for the show, and it is. By coming out to ourselves, we free up the energy we spent keeping a part of ourselves hidden. And that's Patrick Califia. Do you know who that person is? He's a writer. Not familiar, no. What about the quote? How do you feel about that quote? I say yes, 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 yes. But I mean, it's just been a long time for me to personally like relate to that. For anybody considering, and you know, I actually in my... I can say it. we're 50 now. This is our 50th going year. Can I say that? Yes, you can. <laughs> There's still some people in my world, some friends that are of my age or even a little older that still aren't quite there yet. And I'm just, come on, you're, you're wait. My, my attitude to them is I was, you're wasting valuable time. Like, come on, life's too short. What are you doing? I mean, not pushing anybody or giving them pressure, but like, 
And this is where we live in Palm Springs. We kind of say sometimes that we live in our little gay bubble. Like it totally like is not. Sometimes I just have to stay conscious of what's going on in the world and in news and politics just to be aware. And what It affects us here. But you know what I'm trying to say? But it doesn't matter. I live in New York City, Jason. I totally know what you're saying. Yes. But we also, I mean, and I don't know how much you stay in touch with people in Fremont and, and Ohio where we're from, but that also keeps me aware of living in a bubble. And on that note, we're here to also celebrate the fact that you'll be doing a very special performance in our hometown coming up July 9th, Saturday, July 9th, right? Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about that because it is for the audience. uh, Fremont, Ohio is now having pride events is only the second annual, but it's huge because the town has come a long way and they've invited Jason back to perform on Saturday the 9th. So why don't you talk a little bit about what that means to you, Jason? Well, I think it happened so fast last year and the first I had seen of it when it was like the weekend it was happening. So I was just like, wow, crap. I would have like tried to get home or something for that. But you know, I think it's probably, everything happens for a reason because now it's a little more organized. I mean, it's a new event. So, I mean, you're always going to have, um, things to iron out, you know, figure it out, whatever. So um, I said, if they're doing this next year, which I sh- I'm sure they will be, I'm so there. Like, I have to put it out there. And, um, you know, and I got this crazy email about, oh, we're probably going to have thousands of submissions for entertainment and blah, 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 blah. So put it in. And if we get back to you, and um, I, so I put this thing in, I'm just thinking like, this is where I come from. I don't have to go through all this. But then I'm like, I get it. I get it. Like, they just don't know. But literally within six hours, I got this response. Like, wow you're really going to be here. And I had met some kids when I was home last time that entertain and do shows and stuff. So I guess I'm just a little bit known, like, you know, my legendary. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, oh my God, we would love to have you. Oh my gosh, yes, 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 you're in, you know. Here's what's going on. And I'm just beyond ecstatic. The most thing I'm excited about is just, besides me seeing a lot of my classmates that I haven't seen, you know, in years. Meeting me. It will be our first in-person reunion in 32 years, which is crazy. It's kind of the kids. Like, I, you don't even know how excited I get to think I'm at this park. It's a private event. And here's kids that, well, I was going to say walk the same hallway as we did, but we know that's a little different. Now. Yes. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> because they're so impressionable. I mean, I haven't met a LGBTQIA youth that th- doesn't see a drag queen that's older that their mouths just drop open and they're just very, you know, you know, know your history, know that we paved the way for you a little bit because I always pay that forward. I know who's paved the way for me. So, you know, it's just good when the kids see that and they want questions and they have things and, oh my gosh, really? And what's it like? You know, it's just, so I'm excited just to share my story with them a little bit and make contacts and, you know, just share my light. That's what I do. How long will it be and how many songs will you do? Yeah, that's what's crazy. I wish it was more of a, like what we do at Pride here in Palm Springs is shows and people book blocks of like, if I book this hour, I can grab you and you and you and you and you and let's do a show. And we can kind of, this is kind of just a dragapalooza. (laughs) So it's literally like an hour spot that I've been given. And it's, um, it's one five minute performance. I wish it was more, but I get that there's a lot of people. There's singers and drag queens and comedians, and there's all these things going on. So I get it. And there's one stage, you know, bigger prides obviously grow and grow and there's stages all over the place, but, right. but it's okay. I feel like it's going to be, 
let me do my thing a minute and then get to come out and hang out with all you guys and hang out and take pictures and catch up. And that's going to be fun. So are you singing or are you just joking? You're singing? Lip syncing. Lip syncing. What are you lip syncing to? Well, you said you love a strong female singer. I mean, hello. There's one of the greatest is Aretha Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Indeed. I don't know if this song is known really mainstream, but it's song is called Pride, A Deeper Love. Oh, yeah. You've heard of it. Yeah. Well, you've been in New York. I mean, I don't think my sister who lives in Gibsonburg, Ohio, and know what this song is. But, you know, people know respect. R-E-S-B-E-C-T, but they don't yeah. really know this. It was more of like a clubby anthem that she did, you know. I don't, I think it was 90s, probably in the 90s. I don't remember. It's all a blur, but I, I remember it. But it's fun, and it has a little surprise intro. Also an old song that we used to dance to in college was Divas to the Dance Floor, Please. Have you ever heard that? I don't remember that one. And she just sings this. So she make the diva makes her way at the dance floor. And she just sings this long, obnoxious note. She's like, didn't I know? And it goes on and on and on and on. And then it kind of <laughs> into this Aretha Franklin dance mix song. So it's fun. Well, one of my favorite gay icon singers is Donna Summer. Oh, you would like my partner, Mark. That is his one true. I'm going to have to tell him you said that. <laughs> She's my Madonna to him. Like, Madonna's mine, Donna Summer's his. Oh, that's funny. And we respect that of each other. Because I said, it's so funny that it's Donna, Madonna. Oh, yeah. That is tricky. That is tr- Now, is he coming with you? No. Has he been to Fremont? No. <laughs> wow. How long have you been together? Five years. Wow. Okay. Not I thought a- it was longer. I- but I think I told you, and I can tell the people, the listeners, that he takes care of his mom. His mom lives with him, and she just turned 89. Oh, wow. So, so mom is number one all the time. There's no competition. There's no feelings. Of, I mean, and I love her to that. It helps that I love her, too, and she loves me. So, you know, we, we plan certain things, but that would just be a random trip. And he would be like, whatever. You're seeing all your high school classmates, and you're doing your thing. He's like, go have fun. <laughs> he does it. He'd be so bored and just sitting there like, okay, what? So wait, let's talk a little bit about from an uh, emotional perspective, what it is to now have these classmates embracing you as you're going to get up there and and live your truth. The emotional part of it? Yeah, for you. Like what that means. I mean, let's be honest. We weren't really friends in high school. Right. I was not really... I was definitely not the hag that I became uh, <laughs> while uh, I was in college. Uh, so I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to pretend that I've always been this person to you. There's got to be a feeling being a 50-year-old man coming back and putting yourself out there to people who you also look at and remember a time where you couldn't do that. Right. It's really hard to put it into words. It really is. I- I mean, I can tell you, I'm the first person that's in touch with my emotions and I look in the mirror every day and say, what, do I need to change something? What's going I mean, I do this daily and meditate and stuff. So it's really, it's excitement. But then on, on the other hand too, it's, it gets me a lot of nerves, like anxiety, because I'm like, um, I never have nerves or anxiety performing, but it's a whole different, like, so I'm going to think on that and give you more descriptive words as this gets closer when I see you. Because I don't, it's. Well, that's not going to help me because we're on a fucking podcast right now. So this is when you're supposed to tell me. You telling me in person doesn't help 
anything. But let's just talk a a little bit about when you were on the last podcast, you did mention a classmate who you thought was a bully. And I know that he reached out and apologized, which I thought was was nice. So you want to talk a little bit about that, how that made you feel? Well, see, that was a little shocking because I just did re-listen to the first podcast and I was like, I really did just tell it. Like, how oh. <laughs> But I mean, I was it's my story. I kind of thought, oh, I could see how he might listen to this and be like, wow, but it was my story. It's my story to tell. I didn't mean anything bad by it, but I was like, I really did just out that whole story. But you know what? It's my story to tell. It's fine. Of course I'm over it. Girl, it's been over 30 years. But it's still really hard for me to try to understand. His response was, I'm sorry if I ever made you feel in a negative way. I can't pinpoint what I would have done. It seemed like this was, and I know we were young, but it seemed like this was his daily job in life to make my life living hell. But he doesn't remember. Like, it's so crazy. I know, but. But he reached out twice, didn't he? (laughs) He reached out again. Wasn't going to be able to come. Right. A couple weeks to Fremont. I was like, well, I didn't expect him to have to tell me that, but that was great. It really was. I mean, look, we've all done some shitty things when we were younger. And anytime somebody takes steps to show that they've grown, I think that we right. should all accept Because I'm all about living my genuine, true. I hope that it's just real. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because to me, this person was always lovely. You know, when they sold the roses on Valentine's Day, I'd get a dozen from him like, <laughs> for years. I mean, I had a completely different experience with him. I mean, I know he could be a jokester, but I when you told me that I was a little shocked. Honestly, I could have seen it from other people, but I was a little surprised. We were all insecure for different reasons and did things that and remember you had even said something about in seventh grade, making some comment or something to me. And then, like I told you, I didn't even remember. I'm like, yeah. I don't re- You were being the bitch. You were making fun of my height, you fuck. <laughs> and I just came probably back immediately. It was probably just my defense mechanism. I always had it up and always had it, you know, but. Well, but you came up on the offense. I hadn't done anything. And so I came back on the defense and said something about you being gay, which I'm not proud of. And I always felt bad about it. But, you know, at the same time, I got a lot of shit for being short. Lots of it. Tortured. So. I mean, I'm not proud of that either because I must have just thought everybody picks on me. So let me try to pick on somebody. That's the way of the world, Jason. You, someone you feel like you're being held down, you pick on the person who's, I mean, let's talk about the gay community, right? There's definitely a hierarchy. Yeah, inner bullying and the gay community. Yeah. What? No, I was at an event for a magazine, a gay magazine, and I witnessed, you know, the gay guys running it were not really that nice to the lesbians that were showing up. And I was yeah. just like, what the fuck? Like, it's always about power, right? It's always about that power structure. And if you're on top, you feel like it's okay to pick on the people below you. So you feel better about yourself. Hit down. And it was probably because I'm going back trying, you know, I don't really remember that case you're talking about. But I know, and I think I told you this before, when I looked at you and Carrie and Melinda, like I idolized you guys. Here's this in the closet, don't know who I am yet, little boy. And I'd see you guys with your confidence and cheering. And I was just like, God, like I just, 
It's probably why I tried to pick on you because I thought. Yeah. Well, but that was in seventh grade. I was not a cheerleader yet. I had a really bad haircut. My boyfriend dumped me for my best friend, bitch. You picked a bad time. All right. Was not ideal for me. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you, if I describe myself in school, middle school and high school, confident would probably be one of the last words I would have used. Well, you pulled it off. I don't know how you did, but. <laughs> I was insecure as the next person. Wow. It's crazy to hear it now, you know? Yeah. I think that was across the board for many people. We were all just trying to get through. So anyway, I know when you were on last, you mentioned that one of your dream jobs was to be a flight attendant. Has that taken off? No pun intended. It's flown away. (laughs) It probably kind of has. I still once in a while think about, what if I just did it? And I could get a line. And like, I have a friend now that's worked for an airline for 15 years. And he just has it made. He can pick and do two. He does two trips a month. And it's a turnaround to somewhere in Hawaii. And he does this trip with a friend. And he's topped out and makes so much money. And it's just there for convenience and travel benefits. I'm like, maybe someday we'll still want to do that. But isn't, aren't they a bit ageist in the... Uh, no. no? I mean, what happens now is that my age at 50, they see you as um, knowing what you want to do. Like when they hire 21, 22, 23 year olds, I know a few, they're like, oh, I don't like this job. And they just quit. And to me, that's one of the best jobs. I mean, to have those benefits, but not everybody can do it. Right. Not everybody live out of a suitcase and just go, go, go. But I always thought that was something I would enjoy. But then I get to live vicariously through a couple of really good friends that are flight attendants. And in the meantime, during COVID, I said, let me get off my butt and figure out what I'm going to do. I might not be able to do drag anymore. Who knew? We didn't know what was going to happen. So I got my real estate license, which you know, but I'm letting the the audience know, the listeners. And um, that's starting to take off out here in Palm Springs. And you enjoy it? I mean, so far, so good. Like, I mean, it'll it'll be a year in August that I've had my license. So everybody says it takes a minute. But once it just starts happening, then it just snowballs into. So I'm very excited about that. I really think you should do what we discussed. You should do it in drag. You should be the first. You wouldn't be the first. There may be other drag queen real estate. Or I have no idea. But, you know, you but can find the two. I'm not going to say a name because this won't mean anything. But he, somebody that works with a RuPaul's Drag Race queen. And he's a designer and a realtor out here. We met at a mixer. And he saw my Instagram. He's like, tell me you were a drag queen. And so he has this outrageous brand. And it's wild. Like he'll paint a wall black and white checker and put a big pink flamingo this wild. And he says, you fit my aesthetic. I want to talk to you about some business. And then just randomly, he's at my show last night that I had. It wasn't even planned. He's like, oh my God, I finally get to see you do your thing. He's like, Miss Dang, we need to talk. Call me Monday. And I don't even know what this could mean, but it could be, it's got to be good. Well, that's good. That is very exciting. So if anyone uh, listening is in the Palm Springs area and looking for a place to live, check out okay. Jayla. Or, or are you doing it, Jason? Jason Everly? Click the link below. No. <laughs> no, I mean, right now it's Jason. I'm just going to figure out how that fits in. It may fit in and it may not, but some of us have aged well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were just all aged well. Come on now. <clears throat> Come on. Don't you think there's something with that? We were just talking about being spiritual and some stuff, but I think it's the happiness. Oh, when 100%. You see, when you see somebody our age that just looks like we're like, they can't be our age. They look 60. 
usually nine times out of 10, in my experience, they're not happy people. Well, because happiness comes from within, right? And then it comes through the outside. So yeah, 100%. And it's also, you know, what kind of life you led, like how hard it was, how hard you lived it. You know, I smoked in my youth, but I stopped. And thank God, because I look at people who smoke and you can definitely tell. See, and I even do. I have an aunt who's, you know, 20 years older than me. And you can tell she smoked. She still does. And she, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I, I've only had Botox once a year ago just to see what it was going to do. I was like, I don't know if it's my thing. (laughs) I always said I would never do Botox. I would, what it, my quote was, I would never put anything foreign into my body unless he is. <laughs> my thing is, I just wish I could wear bangs because my forehead is my, that's my giveaway. 100%. Whether it's from sun damage or whatever, I just feel like it is my giveaway, but I've seen people that have done too much Botox and I preferred the natural. So I'm going natural. I was on a TikTok live feed the other day just trying to be silly and drum up some. And this girl said, I don't know, she was in her 20s. And sometimes they just have a different perspective. But we were talking about age or something. And I said, somebody out there guessed my age. And they were guessing like 35. I'm like, come on, do you really have a good perspective to guess my (laughs) age? I mean, I'll take 45. (laughs) Yeah, we live in in reality. Just give me some mid to lower 40s, perhaps, and I'm good. Well, you know, I had a conversation with someone the other day who's older than me. And he even said, he's like, I just feel like I'm still 28. Like that is the age where I just feel like that's where my mind still is. And it is so true. Being a mother and a wife, do you still feel like you're 30 sometimes? Yeah. I mean, I am not a traditional mother or wife. Let's be honest. Both my husband and daughter can back me up on that. You're traditional. I'm outspoken. And yeah, I keep them on their toes. Good. Somebody's got to. Actually, Ella made me a bobblehead in her art class that it's supposed to be me, but she said, I won't be able to tell it's me, but she's holding a sign that says world's best mom. And her teacher said to her, why did you put that sign on there? Ella was kind of offended that she would ask her such a thing. But I said, you're a teenager. I'm sure it was probably shocking to your teacher that you would make something like that and say that I'm world's best mom. But But you you mean because at that age, you're usually fighting with your parents Yeah. And kids don't like to show their love for their parents. But I think that we're a different generation of parents and we're raising our kids differently. And I think in a lot of ways to be more uh, expressive emotionally. So good. So anyway, I want to jump into our game. So we're going to play Say Gay All Day, Every Day Trivia Facts in honor of your pride performance and Pride Month, which is now, but when this airs, it will no longer be. But anyway, first question. The Stonewall Inn is in which New York City neighborhood? I thought you were going to say is where. I was going to be like, New York City. Um, It's, um, (laughs) I know it. How embarrassing for you, really? That Hell's Kitchen. Greenwich Village. I know. Okay, I get one pass because I knew that. All right. The Stonewall Riots took place in June of what year? 69. Good job. Good job. Something that's older than us. (laughs) All right. Sylvia Rivera and Marsha P. Johnson led which activist group? Uh, 
I know you threw Marsha Johnson's name out in uh, some questions yeah. I gave you, so I figured you would know this. So I could, you know, be on my P's and Q's when I come home. But uh, it's, it's something, can I describe it or I just have to say what it's called? Well, it was something for trans and. Yes, it's, the acronym uh, is STAR. Okay. Street. Trans. Vestite, which I don't think you would use today. Action Revolutionaries. Okay. Okay. What was the first gay rights organization formed after the Stonewall riots? I thought you were going to give me, I didn't know you were going to give me all this topic. I thought you were going to give me all this topic. It's embarrassing. You should know you're, these things. I do, but you're putting me on the spot. Um, gay Liberation Front. Okay. All right, this is the last one, and you better get this one, all right? Even I know this one. What documentary depicted New York City's drag ball life at the oh. height of the AIDS crisis? See, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> Paris is burning. There you go. All right, so you got two of five. Not great, not great, but that's typical That's typical from a Fremont Ross graduate. <laughs> but thank you for those questions, because now you got me like, oh, God, I got it. Like, I feel like I'm going to talk to the kids. One of my things is I want, like I was just telling you, I know who paved the way for me. I, the kids need to know who paved the way. And if I don't know my facts and know my stuff, I do look really. So who paved the way for you, Madonna? <laughs> I mean, you don't, you know, all that and not to go too deep into it. But when I, I mean, I watched the documentary, but now it's been, I think I watched it during COVID, the Martha P. Johnson and all that. And oh, um, okay. But like for it to be illegal and for it to be, if you were addressed, you could be arrested if you were in the club, if everything, I mean, it was just so nuts. And that's what segueing into don't say gay. How are we going to digress back to that? Like, are you freaking kidding me? That's like what they're trying to do. Push us back to 1969 where it wasn't okay. Well, I'm excited to see you in a few weeks, which when this airs, it will not be a few weeks. It'll be a few days. And I even planned my trip to see you perform. So I'm glad I'm going to see you perform Friday night too, now that I know it's only five minutes on Saturday. Right. <laughs> and let's go to Spiegel Grove and <laughs> go for a walk. Reenact our senior picture. Did you take any senior pictures in Spiegel Grove? I mean, really, is that even a question? Come on now. I have my cheer in my cheerleading uniform laying on the ground, the whole thing. I'll have to send you because my 50th birthday, we had the pictures up so I can, I haven't blown up poster size. If you still really feel that way about me, Jason, I can send them to you. Can you autograph a cheerleading picture for me? <laughs> of course. Of but, course. Meanwhile, no one in Fremont knows who I am anymore. How dare they? How dare they? This younger generation. They're going to know now. They don't know they're Fremont icons. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. This is the Jobs Blow Podcast. We're at jobsblowpodcast.com and on social media at Jobs Blow Podcast. Jason, do you have social media that you want to share? Yes, follow my socials at Instagram, J Fox Queen with two X's. Really, that's it. Well, you're so fucking old, you don't even know your social media handles. Jesus. <laughs> Facebook, I do, but who wants to go to my Facebook? Nobody's on Facebook. That's so true, except for people that are older than us. And Instagram, 
And you know what? I'm not that old because I do have a TikTok. You can follow me on there too. It's there you like, go. What's your TikTok? That's the same. Oh. J Fox Queen, J A Y F O X X K Q U E E N. All right. See, if you didn't spell it, people would have been lost. It always gets up. They just use one X. All right. And if you're in Fremont and you're listening to this, make sure you come to Walsh Park at 7 p.m. on Saturday, July 9th. 